This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase and Tales Outdoor Podcast. This week I was joined by my wife, Mrs. Chase and Tales, and we talked about the beginning of the podcast, what it's like to juggle a busy work, hunting, and podcasting life, and we answered some viewer-listener questions towards the end that I think you're really going to enjoy. So I'm going to keep this short, sweet, to the point, and we're going to get right into it. First, we'd like to thank Wild Edge Incorporated, maker of the stepladder, the premier way to climb your tree and as well we'd like to thank bow hunter box club maker of the only subscription box for the bow hunter in mind if, if you're new bow hunter guys you need to jump on that subscription box it's going to save you a lot of time and a lot of money and you're going to get some cool things every month let's get right to the show well guys uh welcome back to what i hope to be another exciting episode of the chasing tales outdoor podcast we're doing something different I say that a lot lately, and we're continuing that theme. We're doing something that I wanted to do uh, for a while that we did previously once. But then he hated it. (laughs) But I did not like it. Um, Y'all know that I've been working hard to upgrade the audio for a while, and the first time that we did this... I told too many secrets. She not only told too many secrets, but we had one mic that we like put in between the two (laughs) of us on the couch. It was this same couch, and we were sitting there, and the mic was like just basically sitting in the middle of us. Yeah, and I was like a bottle and a half deep, so... Or two. Of wine. Uh, So that is the charming voice of the legendary Mrs. Chasing Tales. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to have her on um, largely once we got a little bit of a following because I want as many people as possible to understand the importance that you played in Chasing Tales, not only from like the beginning, but up until tonight. I mean, you, you designed the logo, the intro, the outro. Um, 
basically the puppeteer. You're basically you're the just puppeteer. The talking head, baby. I I am. I'm I'm the good looks, and you're pretty much the brains and the brawn of the operation here. <laughs> With no upper body strength. With no upper body strength whatsoever. So I am, we're doing something a little different. Like I said, we're going to be talking to my wife and kind of discussing some fun things. I put up on social media briefly at lunch today, gave everybody a couple hours to submit some funny questions. So there will be some of those, which will be fun. What, are you looking at your phone? Looking to see what No, you can't. You got, you got to like your phone. <laughs> I read to you. I read some of them to you. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I didn't like some of them. Yeah, well, you have to answer all of them. Mm. You you can be short, you can be brief, you mm. do whatever you want to. But they expect a lot out of you. I've how been about, hyping you up for a while. No comment. I do not recall. <laughs> I do not recall. <laughs> I did not sleep with that woman. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, that is that is Maverick joining in There's because my baby. he's talking too much. Can he get up on the couch with us while we do this? You think it'll shut him up? Yeah, I do. Sure. Have him come up. Just don't let him catch your cord. Well, if you haven't already figured it out, if you're new to the show, my dog is anti-fun, anti-running, anti-laughing. And if you laugh oh, too hard or too fast, laughing. yes, he yeah. hates laughing. I mean, for the happiest dog I think I've ever seen, if you laugh, it's an insult. He's not happy. He He's neurotic. No. no. But just, yeah. to, just to paint the picture, he is face first in Walter's crotch right now. Yeah, pretty much. Just laying here. On the couch, taking up two thirds of the couch. It's okay. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big dopey thing. But yeah, so I wanted everybody to get to know you. I felt like, you know, we we tell tales, and part of that tale is our dynamic and the backstory of chasing tales. And honestly, I don't have much planned for this podcast. I figured oh, that's scary. It is. I was telling you right before we hit record. I'm actually like really nervous that it'd be interviewing you that's and like i told you it's just because i'm so dang hot <laughs> it's that tail <laughs> it's that tail i am the tail in chasing tails yeah that joke's been made if if i'm, I'm chasing sure. tails or not many times and i normally if you're chasing tails yeah. god i hope so because <laughs> oh and that's now, a cat. And now the cat's making <laughs> a rugged. We have a big, uh, a big stretch of animals yeah. that we keep yeah, around. Yeah, we do. Well, you realize this month, uh, pretty much this week was the first week last year that Leighton and I recorded. No way. Yeah, but the intro. Yeah. Wait, it's really it's been a year. It has been a year. No way. Yeah. It feels like it's been decades. It, it does. <laughs> I will say this: I never thought it was going to be as much work as it was. Yeah, but you, it, it's good work for you. It's work that you like. It's not work like cleaning up the kitchen. No, no. But if you cook some dope ass meals like you did tonight, I, I, I have no problem. <laughs> we y'all, we had so tilapia. Good. We had pan seared, tan, pan fried tilapia with a jalapeno. Don't let me get this wrong. It was an avocado, a creamy avocado jalapeno sauce, and a taco. And then you had like an arugula charred mm-hmm, side with more of that that jalapeno sauce yeah. and. I'm saying, and it was a plated box, so you need to get a sponsorship oh, from see, plated. If you hadn't said anything, nobody would have known. <laughs> no, that was a plated box. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sponsorship, if you want to sponsor hey, me, I would love to get free plated boxes. <laughs> yeah. Well, being that I can't just seem to kill shit, that might be a good God. option. 
All right. You know, I wasn't going to make that joke, but <laughs> also protein is expensive, y'all. It is. It is really expensive when it, it, it backlogs like two years worth of, exp- <laughs> oh, of hunting no. expenses. I know. I don't remember what venison tastes like. I think it was good. I think it's a little gamey <laughs> from what I read. I, no, I, don't, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but. Step it up, son. A year. A year. Since you killed something? No. Since the podcast started. Oh. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's been two years <laughs> since I've killed something. Well. We can do better. Um, so a year. A year. What is that like this week? Um, well, let's see. We recorded the second podcast, and I had a week left in the season, so we just missed it by like two weeks. But basically, like we're we're still in the same time frame. Wow. Yeah. And I remember, I remember like being so excited for the sixty-three downloads that we got oh in month God. one. I remember. Too. Yeah. yeah. Sending me a message midday. <laughs> I was shocked that. Somebody wanted to listen to Leighton and I talk. I went back and I guess I did kind of prep for this a little bit because I was thinking about how it's been a year. And I went back and listened to episode one and two. I really thought they were terrible. They weren't that bad. No, they bad. were bad. They no, weren't that bad. That was bad. back when I still listened to the podcast. It was. I'm just kidding. It was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it was up to episode two she she was listening. So. I, well, it was like halfway through episode one. But yeah. you were close. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, okay. But you, while you kid on that, I, I think it's funny and people might find it interesting. You know, this idea like started more than a year ago. Mm. Oh, yeah. A that while ago. It was late. I came up with this idea and Leighton wasn't overly thrilled with it you know he he was trying to start up his own business and he doesn't like to talk and he doesn't like to talk everybody knows that he's been gone for two months on the podcast perfect pair (laughs) i do the do all the talking you do all the talking he does all the listening he's a good listener he's a great listener he and you never have to wonder how he feels about a subject (laughs) no his face tells it all (laughs) and if if there's any doubt his mouth seals the deal on it sure does but I, I approached him about doing the podcast, and, and he was like, oh, i got too much going on. I'm not that interested. And then he busted his knee for the third time. Yeah. No. I think it was the third time. And when he busted his knee for the third time, he was like, hey, I ain't got anything to do now. Why don't we go ahead and start the podcast? Meanwhile, I was sitting here saying, please, dear God, start that podcast so I can stop listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, y'all I was me? getting I was getting a podcast a day. Just a personal podcast a day, sitting on the couch <laughs> at dinner. You're talking about me. Talking yes, to you. I was yeah. talking about See, you. And y'all, I've said this for many episodes. Part of the reason I started this podcast was literally my wife was not going to entertain the conversation I much further. Oh, you better take that back. I entertained them. It was just a lot of, uh-huh, yes, dear. Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's awesome. What? You never... Yeah, I, then, I didn't know what then you were talking as the about. Years, as the years progressed, your eyes started to twitch. Glaze over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like planning next week's meals. <laughs> and, it, you know, I just, it was one of those things like, I like to talk. We've said that here. Leighton has not made that. So much. Yeah, Leighton has made that uh, the centerpiece of many jokes. And <laughs> so I thought, well, hell, if I could talk to other people. But I really didn't want to do it by myself. Like, I really was not comfortable doing it by myself. Well, yeah, you told me when you first were talking about the po- doing the podcast was that you needed a co-host because you like to talk, but you can't talk to an empty room. Um, right. Well, and that I was think... before we thought about having guests on the to- show, too. Well, I mean, I think the guest thing kind of came about organically because Leighton has a life. Right. Surprise, surprise. He does. So, he does. And rightfully so. It was, and he's got a busy season. And he I can't has hold, a busy season. Know. And so it was one of those things where... You, I think you were both getting a little frustrated about not having enough time to right. do these on a regular basis, pretty, pretty organically, because 
you needed to have the podcast every week. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's just not possible to have <laughs> he's so cute. To have the schedule work out. So No, and, and it wasn't and it was one of those things like is you have to work really, really hard to be interesting by yourself. You almost have to be like the authority on something. And the only thing I'm the authority on is tag soup. I, I can cook a mean batch of unpunched deer tags. I don't know. You're pretty <laughs> dang good at talking the talk. I, you know, I probably could find somebody who would want to listen. But I, I don't even remember who the first guest was. But I remember thinking, okay, I have to have somebody on the show. Um, who was your first guest? I don't know. I have the, the ability to look Let's it up right here. That. Let's do yeah, that was one of those things where you started, <laughs> I remember when you first, I'm sure you've talked about this, right? Like I mean us, us sitting in bed one night and you're talking about this podcast and you're talking about all the things that you, the hunting shows that you liked as a kid and the, the podcast that you like now. And I grabbed my notebook and started sketching out that logo. You did. And I think. I still it, have that, by the way. I know you do. I know you do. You are sentimental as hell. I am. But I think it's one of those things where um, once it started to be more real yeah it was more tangible you really went head first which was good well there there was a steep learning curve there you know and i I feel like it's only been recently that we really narrowed and honed in on our why we we kind of deviated we went the technical information route by having people on and people Mm -hmm. were like no we kind of like the story so that did more of the stories and people said give us the technical and and so we kind of like found this Mm -hmm. You know, we we found our identity, you know, and then we were struck with the other issue of, okay, we're starting to get really busy with these podcasts and Leighton can't be here, you know. Well, yeah, I think, well, because if you think about it, if it's about a year, Mm -hmm. he's just going into his busy season now. Right. So there was just no way he was going to juggle that. No. And you're just coming as an accountant, you're coming out of your busy season. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and so if you look at it, the, 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 the podcast evolves yet again to... Well, it's just going to be me and Leighton telling our stories, right? And then, well, there's only Walter. So it has to, again, you know, the guest component. The first person on here was Andrew Walter of Wild Edge. So oh, he was the first person. We talked Wild about bow Edge. fishing. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense, right? Yeah, it does. It does. Because that was about You've the time. have had lots of conversations with him since then. We have. We need to have him back on the podcast. We yeah, need to talk sure turkey do. with him. His turkey season is about to kick off. About um, to kick off? Mm-hmm. They still have snow on the ground up there in Connecticut. Oh, gross. Or at least last time I talked to him, which was within a month from now, he had... That's... Yeah. Like, an actual circle of hell for I think me. I think his turkey season, like, began begins May 1st and runs through, like, June, the end of June, which is weird <clears throat> to me. Y'all, it was 80 degrees here. It was beautiful. <sighs> it was. I want to live my life like that every day. It was okay. I also ran into two snakes in the yard, so <laughs> starting to become wild again, but... So you you were talking, though, about the, the logos. I mean, that was literally how this began was I'm mm-hmm. in there, like, recording mics. And I don't know if I've ever told you all how janky my fucking setup was. I'm talking my recording setup was, like, a 19 – was it a 2005 MacBook? Like, what? Oh, yeah. Don't make fun of my MacBook. I'm not making it's – a, it's a trooper. It no has, pe- it the, has, it has held it down. It absolutely has. Yeah, I had that MacBook from undergrad. Right. So we're looking at, like, yeah. at least a 10-year-old MacBook, yeah. right? So we're looking at a ten-year-old MacBook that doesn't run the current form of iOS because the, the, the battery that the battery is shot. Yeah, so it has to stay plugged in <laughs> right. at all times. And if you just bump the charger, it, it shuts down it, and yeah. you are done. <laughs> Donezo. So then, on then on top of that, the frame's like bent out, like it, on the front, it's like bowed out a little. So it's been through. A that lot. is that is the first computer that we're using to record, 
And then we have another mic. Because we have the free audacity. Because we have the free audacity. Sponsor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're going to get idea. so many sponsors know, from this episode. <laughs> it's largely going to be because of you being on here, right? Uh, <laughs> just because I'm just going to keep throwing them out there. <laughs> <laughs> but then we'd have the other USB mic <clears throat> hooked up to my laptop, which is a PC, and we'd be recording them so- uh, separately, but you had to be far enough away from each other because they were like these... Oh, they would sh- echo. They would echo, and then oh, I'd have okay. to edit the echo out. But then when you recorded a guest, you didn't have a separate audio track for the guest. So God forbid you do anything on your mic or say anything on your mic while they're talking. You can't edit it out. You lose the whole thing. And, and like when we did the podcast with, um, with Kim, we lost probably a third of that podcast just due to echo. With who? Kim. Rogers. Oh, yeah. Gator Hunt. Great. Yes. Sorry. I, there's a lot of Kims in my life. I'm Absolutely. Need to be more specific. Well, and like you said, you don't listen to the, to the podcast anymore. So don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we evolved from that to here. Now we're sitting with some semi-professional equipment. I mean, it's not you know top tier, but it's a drastic improvement. Makes my life much easier. But Chase and Tails literally was formed in a townhouse in Tallahassee on a sketch pad. Mm-hmm. The idea was born, you know, that organically. Yeah. We don't have a massive budget. We don't travel the world yet. Could we? We probably could if we got cut out the podcast. If we cut out the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. How about the first time that you came to me and said, "I want to pump a whole bunch of money into this thing"? <laughs> well, do you remember? Do you remember? I just. It, <laughs> <laughs> Which time? <laughs> Every time. You said time. the first time. You were specific. Yeah, I said yeah. the first time. Well, yeah. do you remember where all this like spawned from, right? It just occurred to me. All of this. I Well, I thought it came from, you were talking about, you had a whole bunch of stories from back when you were a kid at the bluff. And I seem to remember telling you some, that you needed to write a book. Well, that's true. That's true. I had forgotten about that. You have, and among other people, been I pushing still, me for a while I now to write stand. a book. Yeah, I still stand on that. And I want to. Um, but all of this really got a, a serious kick in the ass after I was on the Nine Fingers Chronicles podcast. You remember that? I, I was yeah, sat out. I sat I out on the that. Suzuki for like an hour and a half, so I'd have good cell service, and he wouldn't bark and yeah. and mess it up. I had like four people send me messages like, "Hey, man, you're a pretty good storyteller," and then add me on Facebook, and I was like. Oh, okay, that's cool. And then it started like marinate a little more. And then we'd have these conversations like, you know, I, I'd reminisce about old deer camp and how that was kind of, you know, a little different. I started to kind of get agitated with the podcast realm. Not that there's anything wrong with the content people are putting out there necessarily, but I felt like, and I've said this on the podcast many times, that it just f- focused on the wrong thing, you know? Sponsor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Sitka. No, um, <laughs> but it, it focused on the wrong thing and... I've always been a, a, a doer, like a if you have a problem, fix the problem. And I just felt like we kind of need – oh, I remember what it was. I came home one day, and I was complaining about not seeing any deer. And you were like, well, honey, don't you forget that just being out there is part of the event. You know, oh, I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah, okay. You were, you're bitching about not seeing any deer every time you'd come back. And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. If I am giving up hours of time with you, yeah, you better be enjoying yourself. Yeah. And I don't give two craps if you don't see a deer. You better at least pretend like you're having a grand old time. Well, and and time, that that's an interesting topic. That's like one of the few ones that I had actually picked out for this episode. And that is, your time with me has become even more scarce since I started the podcast. Yeah, I know. What's that been like? You should be cutting me a check, is what you should be well, doing. If somebody else wants to cut me a check, I'll <laughs> gladly send you some of it. You know, since you're just the talking head and all. Yeah. 
agent. Sorry, what was the question? The question is, what was it like to have that shift? Better yet, let's take it back further than that. What was it like? Because you come from a non-hunting family. This is a perspective that I think people might appreciate. You came from a non-hunting family. You weren't necessarily anti-hunting, but I don't think you had a very favorable opinion of hunting. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't actively... I wasn't, you know, rah, rah, shut down hunting, but um, I didn't i was one of the oh bambi still are i'm still yeah for sure um but like in a in a more educated way now um but yeah no my my parents don't never have hunted um you know i think it's important to note though it's it's not that i was you know (laughs) can i use the term liberal snowflake Sure. Is that going to offend people? Not um, my audience. My I, audience is going to love it. They're going to giggle I, and be like, I, I repost, a, hashtag. I am a liberal, <laughs> but I would not call myself a snowflake. No, but um, I, uh, yeah. I mean, you're not, you're not yuppie, I think is the right word. Like, oh, I'm because there's so plenty of, yuppie. there's no, <laughs> because there's plenty of liberals that are in the outdoor industry. I, well, I guess what I, I guess what I was trying to say was, um, you know, my, my parents being in, in law enforcement and, you know, I was around, um, <laughs> he's adorable. I was around weapons, you know, I was around guns. Um, and so that, so that aspect of it was not the problem. It was genuinely the, but why are you killing Bambi of it? Well, I, I just didn't. And also I, I, I feel like I have to say, I I feel like I'm sensitive and gentle in that it it still bothers me to see a dead animal. Like that's you know, I I do shed a tear if I hit an animal on the road. Like I like I don't I you know, it it bothers me when animals are deceased. Um but I now, you know, would even dare to say, you know, what, seven years into our relationship, mm-hmm. um, that I recognize that, um, you know, like it bothers you when animals die. It's not that you're um, shooting an animal and, um, you know, bathing in its blood and cackling at the sky. It's it's a it's a different experience. So um, I think having that conversation with you and recognizing that. um you know, that it, there's a respect factor there, which, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie living in Southeast Georgia did not feel like there was a respect factor associated with hunting. So it's, um, while I do not have a problem with hunting, I do have a problem with certain hunters. So, well, I would, I would say that, uh, to build on that maybe a little bit, you don't have a problem with hunters. I feel like you have a problem with people who aren't out there hunting. Like the the kind of people that you and I take I- issue with, I don't consider hunters. I don't know what I would categorize them as, but there are people who get off on going out there and shooting as many deer as humanly possible. Big, small, doesn't really matter. People that get off and then they waste the meat. I can think of one I've off the top of my right head. Right there on top of my head too. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, so is he? But w- would you consider him a hunter? Yeah, because he is hunt. I mean, maybe he's the, not an ethical. The animal hunter. is the hunted. Sure, sure. You know, he is a hunter. Um, but 
I, I don't view him as, a, no, an ethical hunter? Absolutely not. Right. I think anyone who who kills an animal and then wastes the game, you know, wastes the 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 meat wastes the the sacrifice that that am, animal has effectively given its life um and you treat that without respect i have a huge issue with you um you know i don't i don't have a problem with people doing it for sport i don't have a problem with people doing it for the game of it um but the but the people who all they're looking for is to have a nice rack on their wall and they're going to let that meat spoil and Especially when there are people in in this country, especially who are really suffering for lack of food, um, yeah, no, I have a huge problem with that. I'm, I'm collecting myself as to what direction I want to take this because there's like two different. I know it could get pretty dark. Well, it's not even that. It, it's it's there's like two there's like a split in the road right now that I could take you to like your first like traumatic conversation like your first traumatic experience that you had with my hunting lifestyle and i use traumatic in like a pure you're talking sense about of the when word. you walked in and slapped down a, an entire yeah. leg of deer and i was like what the hell and i think let's just go that route and then i can i can bring it into the second thought and <laughs> okay so you and i had been together <laughs> for what that's you say, i'm sorry flashbacks? i'm just like having flashbacks of you walking in and i've what we you know we we weren't even engaged yet we were still just dating and you, you brought that cooler in and opened it up. And I'm like, what did I just <laughs> get myself well, into? So, so the, here, a little storytelling uh, opportunity here. I, my wife was in Tallahassee at the time. We were dating. I think we had been dating for probably close to two, maybe three years at that point, right? Tallahassee. I two years. Here it had to be two years. Or 2013. And it was fall of 14, so it was, we had only been together just over a year. And Elena, while we had been dating, it had been a long-term, a long-distance relationship. So she didn't really get uh, exposure to the hunting. Full, the full Walter experience. Right. So we'd gone shooting, which I took you shooting for your first time. And, you know, and mm-hmm. so you, that was fun. you mentioned you were around guns. You kind of were around guns, but you uh, well, weren't I mean, in the way that I think our listeners would connect yeah, yeah, yeah. with. No, no, no. I had not handled right. weapons as a child or right. like as an adult even. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when your mother is in the Secret Service and your father is in customs, there are weapons in your yeah. home. Yeah. Like, let, let's be real. <laughs> so um, I knew that they existed and I knew that they had a function, but they stayed locked up in a safe when they were at the house. So Yeah. So... She's in this little 700 square foot apartment in in liberal Tallahassee, and it's upper floor. And I come down to visit to see her and also hunt with Layton. This is the first time I hunted with Layton, mm-hmm. and the idea was go up there and shoot some does. So Elena is is working through this process of 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 the deer. Why hunting isn't necessarily terrible. Why it might be a more natural thing than I think it it resonated with you at the time, right? Am I, am I fair in saying that? You were kind of working through that process? At- yeah, I think I was at kind of the beginning stages of that because I knew that even while we were dating, I knew you were a hunter. Um, uh, but I, I didn't have any direct access right. to it, so I had no experience with it. So I go and shoot this deer, and Elena is, is trying to be this really cute and attractive uh, I was still trying at that point. Yeah, she was still trying. <laughs> <laughs> I've given up. And now. she's like, hey, I don't want to clean the deer, but if you bring it home, I'll help you butcher it. I'm like, cool. 
that is a compromise I can work with, right? God, so, how naive was I? So I, I, I come home and I'm so excited. It was naivety on my part too. I should have seen this coming. I come home and I've got this big, massive cooler full of deer quarters, like bone in, hair still on it in some places. And that was the, can I just, was that the one that I, the cooler that I painted for you? No. It wasn't? Because I seem to have this memory no. of that really nice cooler. That was when I brought my buck home in the back of the, of the hatchback. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I bring this cooler. I lug it up there, and, and we're cleaning off this little tiny-ass counter space. It, Elena had, like, no counter space. It was a 700-square-foot apartment. It was it small. It was tiny. And the kitchen was really small. I've seen 700-square-foot apartments that have a decent kitchen. This oh, was yeah, not no, a decent was, kitchen. I had, like, this two-foot by two-foot space to clean this deer quarter. Yeah, it was pretty And tiny. so I, I'm wiping and a it little, down. And a little itty-bitty porch. Yeah. <laughs> like this, and I'm talking, like, three steps long porch. by, like, a step and a half wide, I mean, right? Maybe, the, the coffee table. Barely fit out there. I barely. I had to have this sliding glass door open to refinish the coffee table. Right. Exactly. So I lug this big old thing, a, a deer in there, and she's all about it. And yeah, let's, let's do this deer. And I pop that lid up, and she goes, nope, literally, vocally goes, nope, and walks off. I'm, and I, I remember feeling this crushing disappointment. Like, I'm really going to have to clean this okay, thing by myself? But like, can I just point this out? And, well, I opened it up, <laughs> and it was, I kid you not, an entire leg. He li- he took- Quarter. He he took that deer and he cut it off at the hip and there was a there was a foot there was, there was a no hoof. foot it was a hoof at the end of ankle. it it was covered in fur i was like oh my god You're so dramatic i am going to die yeah anyways it was the worst <laughs> she's <was> blood everywhere <laughs> squirting yeah no i opened it up and just <laughs> she made like three efforts to come back and each time nope. we'd be like nope Nope. 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 And and eventually she would just like peek from the corner <laughs> around to just make sure because the thought evolved from no, I don't anything to do with that to oh my God, that's on my counter. <laughs> and you could see it on and, her face. And it was not only and okay, first of all, it was on my counter, which was like very old laminate. Yeah, it was. The apartment complex had not replaced in decades, guaranteed. And I'm I'm having this thought of I'm gonna walk back in there and there is gonna be deer fur all <laughs> over. What am I gonna do? Like I was like having this this vision of you just having deer fur embedded in my laminate <laughs> countertop. It was the worst. Yeah. That was not yeah. a good day. <laughs> so I ended up I think I ended up packaging it all up roughly and then putting it back in the cooler because you were like not having it at the time. I was hanging out in the other 400 square feet of the 700 <laughs> square foot apartment. So that was your first exposure. And the reason why I wanted to set that up was because you had a, I'm going to, I'm just going to put it as it was. I think you had a negative image of hunting. And by that point in time in a year, year and a half, I had obviously done something to make you feel comfortable to approach that meat, even though even though you couldn't do it, and I respect the effort and that and that and the fact that you couldn't follow through with it doesn't matter to me. The fact that you were willing to come to that meat show it means something. Some change had transpired. I think there were a couple of factors going on. I mean, let's be real. We were dating, <laughs> and I liked you, 
and I wanted to impress you, like let's call out the elephant in the room, right, was I was trying to impress my boyfriend and um, and hunting was a big part of your life. And so um, it was important to you and I knew that it was important to you that I put forth some effort. So that, I mean, that was sure. a factor. But then I, I was think, still working out back then. God, so hot. <laughs> He's still so hot. Yeah. Um, as, as hot as a short, fat fuck can be. <laughs> it's the beard. Makes up for a lot. Panty dropper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Good. So the first part was you're trying so to. So the first me. part was I was trying to uh, get you into bed. But then the second part was. Um, we had had extensive conversations about your ethics surrounding hunting and your reasonings surrounding hunting. And, um, and so it felt, um, I don't know, less like a game Mm -hmm. and it felt more like a, like me going grocery shopping and, um, that led to me feeling like, okay, I can cut up a chicken that I pick up from the grocery store. And how is this any different? Um, but it was different, which led to our ne- our new rule. Um, and that rule is I will cook whatever you bring home as long as you make it look like mm-hmm. it came from the grocery store. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's, 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 a, that's a real that's policy. A real rule. <laughs> Right. Um, you make that thing look like it came from the yep. grocery store. And and here's the thing is I will even grind up what, mm-hmm. what you butcher, but you make it look like it's a rump roast from the store first. So um, you, you bring me home an entire leg with fur and a hoof on it. We're going to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was more of a this is a grocery shopping trip versus a this is a way to get some antlers on my wall. Mm-hmm. Which, um, coming from a, at that point, a very poor grad student, uh, the idea that you were going grocery shopping in a, um, ecologically, well, and in a, a responsible way, Mm -hmm. you were cognizant if the animal suffered, you were, it it was starting the art, the argument, but the reasoning I hold now was beginning to emerge which is these animals have lived free range they've had good lives um they're able to live the way that nature intended them and then they are able to nourish our bodies they Mm -hmm. are able to supplement our diet um and honestly I feel better eating venison than I do eating a cow which has lived in a two foot by two foot you know I exaggerate but like a tiny tiny enclosure um and is you know not necessarily as happy or taken Mm -hmm. care of as a deer that gets to live out in the woods well I think the other approach I also took with you was and you highlighted almost all of them was we ate venison Right and oh and, yeah, that day and it. I even left you several packages of ground and venison. I cooked with it. It's not as greasy. Like I mean, we can talk about all. We can talk about how delicious venison is. I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening <laughs> yeah, knows absolutely exactly how good yeah. a nice piece of backstrap is. Um, but 
but I will tell, I will, I will give some recipes if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I think, I think the funny thing is, I think that maybe one of the big points I want people to take away from this is there, there's a way to approach people. There's a, mm. there's a way to portray hunting to people who don't view hunting in a, in a positive light. Your friends. Okay. Very, very liberal. I, I'm, I'm just wondering, have you told everyone what my background is? No. Why don't you give them a brief bio? <laughs> oh. I mean, I've given them a, a, t- a taste <laughs> of it, but you can <laughs> I was about to say, go um, for it. So they don't know like about my educational background? No. Mm-mm. Oh, good. Okay, give, good. Give them a rundown. I should have let them, you do that at the beginning, but this is a more fitting no, time. This maybe. is a good time as any. Yeah. So um, I have two degrees. I have a bachelor's and a master's. Um, both are in dance. I have a bachelor's of arts. And a master's of fine arts, both in dance. Um, I currently teach at Florida State University School of Dance as an adjunct professor and also full-time as a residency coordinator for um, our residency center for choreography. Um, So to say that I am in the liberal arts is an understatement, which... um, it leads to me being around people who don't um, who don't have a background in hunting because to say that most dancers are not hunters would be an understatement. <laughs> um, so yeah, there were a lot of times after Walter and I got married, especially that um, that I would have uh, cohort friends, you know, that I was in school. They would come over to the apartment and we'd cook dinner. We'd have a cookout or something. And, and I'd always make sure to have, you know, there, there are lots of, um, vegetarian, vegan, but then I would also make sure to have, um, cow available for the meat eaters that were not quite so adventurous. I put adventurous in quotes though, because realistically, if you try venison next to a burger, I honestly do not think that most people would be able to tell the difference. I think people would just think it's overcooked. I don't know. Not the way I cook it. Right. First Maybe. of all. Fair, fair first of all, do not talk about my cooking like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but then also we would have venison. And I think the key is um, do not trick people into eating venison um, or, or, any pressure kind, them. or any kind of meat that is not like a quote normal meat. You know, like don't pretend, be like, oh, this is beef. And then they take a bite and you're like, ha, gotcha, bitch. Like that's so counterintuitive. It makes people feel like you are tricking them into doing something they don't want to do. They're feeling like they have been um, taken advantage of. Like don't do that. First of all, just don't do that. That's not okay. But then second of all, yeah, like Walter said, don't peer pressure them into it. If they're not interested, they're not interested. Like it's not realistically sucks for you more for me. <laughs> like I'm not going to force you to eat some venison. It's hard fought meat. I will enjoy every bite of it. So if you don't want any, it's no skin off my back. Um, but yeah, but having it available and having it in, I would also say like, easily consumable form like the fact that we had venison burgers available a lot of people tried them knowing that they were venison having all of the information we had a long conversation with some of them about like if you think about it a cow is given a lot of antibiotics because it's raised in such close quarters it you know it it's more likely to get sick um venison doesn't have that and then that question is you know well how do you know that there's not parasites in venison meat and so you have a conversation you have an educated conversation about it 
And most people, if they're not um, just saying they don't want it because they're being difficult, most people who genuinely don't know about it and are just not interested in trying it because they don't have the information, once they have the information, they want to try it. And then once they try it, then that opens up them to um, being more curious about how this got onto their plate and being more curious about what all of that entails. And we've had so many people, do you remember, um, I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want to throw her out like that, but she, 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 that was a request for the next party was, I want a venison burger. Well, the, well, the first, the first time wouldn't touch it. Oh yeah. No, what, wouldn't touch like it. wavered back and yeah, forth. Wouldn't wouldn't, touch it. Then the second time almost, I feel like maybe slightly, uh, to make me feel better about having cooked it, but also you could tell the curiosity was yeah, there, yeah. ate it. And then after that, every time. She requested. saw me. Hey, we're gonna have venison tonight, right? We're gonna yeah, have venison yeah. burgers, right? And you know, and I think it's just important to. I think education is key, and also just being open and having a conversation, and not forcing, not forcing your ideas and lifestyle on someone. Well, I think I think we've stayed pretty deep on an intense topic for a while, which is something we try not to do too often. I know, cut like 90% no, of that I, out. I'm going to leave just it leave, I'm going to leave it because leave here's the fun parts. <laughs> yeah, no, because not everything in life is fun and this is unique perspective. You, All right, you, but see, here's the problem, right? So this is what we did the first time we had this podcast. First time you and I did the same podcast, we did the same thing. Oh, we, we weren't went, damn near as polished. We went dark. We went deep. We, it was a deep dive. We needed sn- Don't don't even make that face with y'all. Do you make as much sexual innuendo on this podcast as you do in real life? I don't recall. Anyways, this is what we did on the first time. Yeah. And you looked at me after we spent an hour and a half of my life recording and said, I'm not going to use it. And why didn't I, t- why did I tell you I wasn't going to use it? Because it was terrible and you hate me. Because the audio sucked and because I wanted as many people as possible to hear from you, not just the 66 original downloads that we had. You're slick. But you're still a liar. Okay. Call what you want. <laughs> Anyways, in an attempt to bring this back up, I hastily put out at lunch a post saying, hey, y'all, going to have Mrs. Chase and Tails on. And some of y'all sent us some questions for Mrs. Chase and Tails. Are you ready? No. Okay, good. First question, Tyler Ross. Does Walter bathe daily? Absolutely not. No. No, he does not. I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. <laughs> no, but you know what he does do religiously daily? It's very cute. Um, he not only um, brushes his beard about 90 times per portion of beard. It's one, two, three on one side, one, two, three, four on the other side, one, two, three, four in the center. He brushes that beard more than he pets our dog. And then what he does is he puts some beard oil on it. He rubs it in his hand and he rubs it on the beard. And then sometimes if he's feeling particularly nice, he takes my blow dryer and he blow dries. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> he, he blow dries out his beard, and then he proceeds. And sometimes, and sometimes, what he really likes to do is he takes his brush and he back combs his beard until it puffs out like a pirate, and then he walks around admiring her, himself in all the mirrors. So I don't know if that answers your bathing question, but his beard grooming is on point. <laughs> 
<laughs> are you regretting? Not, are you I, regretting asking these questions now? A little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> it's a, it's coming for you, baby. I know the answer to this one. He's gonna be a little disappointed. But James Bat says, "Do you like hunting? If so, what's your favorite thing to hunt? How did you get into hunting, and how long have you hunted?" Uh, what's his name? James. 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 In case you didn't know, at this point in this hour-long podcast. <laughs> No, I do not hunt. I went on one hunt with Walter and he killed something and I cried. Yeah. I true. cried like a little broke baby. I cried. It's I watched true. that thing went down we and stop. No, we do not. I thought I could That's be- the story. I went, I saw you kill something, I cried. It's true. It's true. It was the worst. <laughs> so no, I don't hunt because I can't actually kill anything. I have a hard time squashing bugs. Y'all, she hunts so hard. <laughs> on them racks at KJ at uh, oh, TJ, Maxx TJ Maxx and Ross, Ooh, she can I hunt a down a. She's like a hunter. blood. She's a deal bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Don't Aww, don't bark. You Lay down. I can't. You did that. Hush. Lay down. Hush. Hush. Casey Gamble says, "Do you remember that one time on Jason?" Jason being Jason from Bowhunter Box Club. Oh, I know who Jason Jason's is. live feed when you screen when I screenshot. When you said you certainly run your household, maybe we should ask a few questions about whether or not you run your household. Do you run our household? Would you like to answer that? I think I already have. I put I put it out there in written unwritten uh, context, evidently. Oh, you gonna act big and bad because you got a microphone in front of your face? I'm Is that what's gonna happen? I'm just saying. Um, and and what this was Casey? Casey Gamble. Casey, uh, the answer to your question is, no, he does not run our household. You've lost your damn mind. <laughs> he likes to talk a big talk. But again, no. Derek is dying right now in North Georgia. And by right now, I mean when he listens to this. So, Derek, yeah. you ask that any, one knows for you. You ask any of our friends who runs this household, and they will be real quick to tell you it is not Walter Edward Lee IV. <laughs> <laughs> I seldom. Seldom Sometimes myself. I will say this. Sometimes he puts his foot down and he says, "No, no, I am going to buy this podcast equipment." <laughs> <laughs> okay, Byron, who I believe is recently engaged, oh. says, "What is the best way to juggle the home relationship with Walt's passion slash side job slash the podcast be in, job in the podcast?" So I guess he's asking, "How do you handle?" The fact that we hunt, we have a relationship, and now on top of that, I have a podcast. And by we, you mean you hunt, we have a relationship. <laughs> That's what I meant, yes. <laughs> I was about to say, we do not hunt. Um, I mean, you could, definitely make the case it's a, you could definitely make the case that it's a we thing, though, because you give me time on the weekends, oh, yeah, and no. now, because of the podcast, you go up evenings as well during yeah. the week. Yeah. Well, in between your CPA, I mean, I'm... I don't see you in the mornings, first of all, because I'm a lazy bum and I like to sleep in until at least 10 a.m. Just kidding. Kind of. No, that's a hard one because uh, that um, that led to quite a few swinging matches between the two of us. Oh, that's a strong word. We've never <laughs> we've never got to swinging, but. <laughs> Verbally. <laughs> Verbally. Okay, Verbally fair swinging. Yeah. Yes. All right, everyone. We are not abusive <laughs> to yeah. each other. <laughs> Dave's going to be like, I'm not going down to that damn house in June. I was like, really? Do I have to say that? Um, Oh, yeah. It's difficult to to juggle. It's hard to juggle. I mean, especially since I like Walter so much more than he likes me. And so, um, (laughs) don't give me that look. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I clearly want to spend time with him, which is weird, right? And so um, I think the thing that we had to come to an agreement in is that uh, even though hunting is important to him and this podcast is important to him, that there has to be priorities and not so shockingly, one of those priorities is our relationship. Um, but then I also had to realize that even though I would love to spend every waking moment of, of my life with Walter, um, that would get old real fast. And so he needs to get out of the house. Um, so we uh, came up with an agreement so that I know that especially during hunting season. And now you're going to have to help me remember because hunting season feels so far away. Um, it's a year-round process, dear. Yeah, no, God, no, I know. But it's Saturdays. Oh, yeah, we came up with a schedule. So when we were really cutting our teeth at marriage year one, there were some serious fucking sparks. And I'm talking like not the love sparks. We came to a, an agreement and that would be, you know, some kind of balance because at the time Elena was working, she was going to school full time, working at night. I was working full time and then coming home. And so we were broke as, as a joke. Fuck. I'm I mean, talking we were capital so B broke. Broke. And we the, the E's so got a crack in on the end. Yeah. So you know, she would come home, and, and the only time that she would have might be the weekends. And I'm wanting to take my weekend and go off hunting. So after many hollering fests, we came up with a solution, and that is Saturdays, 100%. There are no expectations of me. I can do whatever the hell I want on Saturday with no no ramifications. One weekend a month, I get, I can just call a freaking get-out-of-jail-free card. For the whole weekend. For the whole weekend, Friday, Friday Saturday, night, Sunday. Saturday, all day Sunday. And then what happens is Friday night was date is date night. And then Sunday is kind of a up in the air thing. Sometimes we spend time together, sometimes if the weather's great, uh on the Sunday evening, but Saturday evening it wasn't great. But usually it was I'd spend time with you on Saturday evening yeah. instead, you know, it was kind of Us flexible. But usually it was Sunday we would go to church, have brunch, like we would right. you know, have a little um a little day together go grocery shopping, you know, like the domestic stuff that right. Walter hates but does because welcome to married life. Um, but, yeah, so it was it was coming up with a schedule that worked for us because I could, I could deal with you going and doing and being gone for um, an entire day or for an entire weekend if I knew that it wasn't going to be every single weekend. Um but I could also, you know, we could have the conversation of like, okay, well, um, I have a show all weekend next weekend. And um, and all you have to do is come to one of those shows to watch me perform. Mm -hmm. But then you can hunt for the rest of the weekend, right? So it's like we could figure out when I'm, when I am slammed busy, go and entertain yourself fine. But it was, it was... Um, it didn't work until we had the conversation, until we had the agreement set up. Yeah, and I think one of the, the most frustrating things that I think we both had to kind of realize, 
A, communication is everything. It's not so much about this is when you go. It's setting clear expectations verbally so that the other person knows your intent, right? You know, I remember in the early days, you'd be like, well, so yeah, I found this great place I want to go tonight. I'm like, I'm going hunting. And that was the first time we had that conversation, right? And in our busy lifestyles, that just didn't jive. Um, I mean, everybody makes fun of us now because we're the ones that plan like if six you'd, weeks in advance. If you yeah. don't put yourself on our calendar six weeks in, in advance, you're not going to get on a calendar. Right. right. <laughs> I'm asking increasingly more of you. One of my compromises is my CPA prep happens between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Monday through Friday. I get up at the ass crack of dawn largely because, you, like you teased earlier, you're not a morning person. So I am a morning person, and that works to my advantage. So I get up at 3 a.m. every day, and I probably will moving forward, even post-CPA, that'll probably be the the hours that I get up and do things that I don't need to feel like I'm competing with time for you. Um, I get up at 3 a.m. now and get three hours of studying done, go to work, come home, and now I have the option of either recording a podcast, going and scouting or fishing, or hanging out with you, and there's no stress involved. was basically just saying you have to balance your home life and your hobby because I'm not going to work with someone. Like, I'm not, not going to make it a priority to make sure that you are getting your hobbies in if I am spending every single weekend of my life having to scrub floors because you're dropping mud on them every 10 seconds, right? So it's like you have to balance both. Yeah, you need to balance the sacrifice. You need to communicate clearly and come up with a, a schedule that makes sure that both both your relationship and your personal hobbies are fed. Right? Isn't that pretty much cliff notes there? Beautiful. Cool. Last question. D Rock White Slay Whitetail Slayer Clark. Whitetail Slayer. Wants to know when are there gonna be many red beards running around shooting bows? And that's shooting with no G and an apostrophe. Shooting. Slinging carbon. Whitetail slayers. Mini whitetail slayers. Snack size slayers. No comment. <laughs> gonna be a long time, D Rock. I'm <laughs> I'm drinking alcohol right now, so you know it ain't going to be nine months. <laughs> ain't, ain't no babies coming during the rut, neither. Mm-hmm. Rep, rep. Yeah, that's going to be a hot second. Wrap that shit up. Tight during Valentine's Day. No babies during the rut. No babies Ever. for Ever. A, a while. Ever. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> because if you think that him having to get up at 3 a.m. to balance all that stuff is bad, just imagine him having to balance all that stuff plus babies. Because when I say I'm not a morning person, that means I am also not an evening person. And if you wake me up at 2 a.m., not pretty. There's a very there's a very lengthy wake-up process for my wife. But, well, darling, I am glad that you took the time out of your evening. You had things you need to work on, and I suspect you're not going to actually work on them tonight now that it's as late as it is. So, thank you for coming on the show. I'm glad that it happened right about a year from when we started recording. I think that is kind of cool. It only took you a year to actually put me on the podcast. It's true. It's true. Well, guys, this has been a different podcast. It has been a unique podcast, and I hope you enjoyed listening to our stories, our dialogue, kind of getting away from just storytelling, but in a way we were telling a different kind of story, and that was kind of the story of Chasing Tales, my wife and I, and how this kind of – 
kind of evolved. It would have been kind of cool to have Leighton's perspective here as well, but oh, he's I've too got good lots of Leighton stories. So, oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna order a new set of head, another set of headphones soon, and I feel like the three of us need to go up to Thomasville and record because that would be a an absolute riot. Oh yeah. And I think Leighton would be the absent for like is, another is three more months. I have I have stories about Leighton, but the issues are is that he has stories about me too. So <laughs> um, he does. So I've got to keep my mouth shut. Um, but can I, can I, can I do the thing? What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that is the brains behind the operation, the brains behind the the audio quality, the the editing. I, I mean, we could literally talk about hours and hours of different times that she coached me up on how to edit different things out and and Walter you're too monotone or you know I I, n- I never believe I could say I was going to say this but Leighton sounds better on the mic than you do and you know there there's been stories after stories after stories and I hope you enjoyed this and we're going to get back to telling probably hunting stories the next next episode or so but uh if you enjoyed this podcast please do us a favor send us the ultimate thank you and drop a five-star review tell other people why you like the podcast so that they can find value in it as well subscribe and tell all your friends and don't forget if you send us a review eventually elena will make decals and i'll be able to send them to you as a thank you and guys i did that on purpose because i know y'all are waiting on these things and now she's on the podcast and i was able to throw her under the bus until next time i'm walt y'all be good see you next time (laughs) 